You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson with NRM Streamcast. We'll spend the next hour talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. If you'd like to contact the show, you can call us at 844-999-9249. Or you can email Let's Talk Torah, no apostrophes, Let's Talk Torah at gmail.com, and I will answer as many questions as I can get to. We have a very fun in-studio guest today, who I've actually had the pleasure of sitting, I guess, on Darren's show for probably an hour and a half already. We're joined by Darren McCarty. You may know who he is. I have listeners everywhere. I'm not sure if you even know who Darren McCarty is, but I always like to ask on a new guest, who is Darren McCarty? Well, I appreciate uh, not only uh, the conversation that we had last week where you were gracious enough, Rabbi Sui, to sit down with me, um, but who Darren McCarty is, is uh, he's, uh, the bottom line is uh, just another servant of God like yourself and uh, somebody who uh, has realized that uh, I'm a battery and the people are my power and through ups and downs that I've had in life that I've I've lived very publicly because I've played... uh, professional hockey for the Detroit Red Wings in this town and was uh, fortunate to win four Stanley Cups. But again, uh, what I did is not who I am. Uh, who I am is somebody that uh, enjoys to learn. And uh, I, we were talking last week to update people because I just got back from Israel. So the first person to talk to within 12 hours of getting back was you, Rabbi. And you really enlightened me to the matter of fact of the teachings in the Torah, just uh, as simply as where it says that God's eyes are over Israel, and from being there, it's absolutely true, not only spiritually, but um, the food. And, the, <laughs> and, the, and, and, the, and that goes to me growing up across the border in Leamington, Ontario, which is the tomato capital of Canada. Uh, so growing around agriculture, that really hit me. But uh, what a blessing uh, it is, and I'm honored to be in here with you today. Yeah, we're going to have fun. And actually, I so much appreciate how you answer the question. Because most people, when you ask them, who are you, they're busy telling you what they do. Right. I do this, I do that, I'm a writer, I'm an artist, I'm a... But but who are you? In other words, for a person to discover their essence, or at least understand, which I hope we'll get to as the show goes on, the journey, I know you like to talk about the journey, the journey is who we are. And what we do, we do a lot of things to get to the journey. I could be a teacher, I could be a plumber, I could be a lot of stuff, but that doesn't make it who I am. And that's a lot of times the fun part of discovering and talking to people and interacting with people. And uh, that's what I'm looking forward to today. Yeah, I think that, that that's one of the things is I preach self-awareness, looking in the mirror and not lying to that person, because when you can respect yourself and what I found instead of working outward and inward, you know, trying to take care of everything around me, like you said, that's more along the lines of what I did. Um, I've really found in the last four years since I've, uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic, so uh, since I've 
been sober for four years, it's really helped not only my journey in this world, but my spirituality and my journey um, with God. And and I'm not afraid, you know. I'm one of the, I'm one of his. Uh, children that is has vulnerable truth with integrity is my heart virtue which makes me tick so i ain't afraid to just spread my love for him because i'm still alive because of the man cool and a mouthful whoa that was well said <laughs> so one of the things i do is certainly at the beginning of my uh, of my uh, show i like to talk about the torah portion i'm going to talk about some stuff and some of it's really eye opening when we think about it so um, I'll try to, if you're familiar with it, great. Um, if not, it's, it, it's something good to learn. So we have two brothers, Jacob and Esau, or Esau, and Jacob's been away from Israel for 22 years. He's married, four, children, uh, four wives, 11 boys, one girl. He's marching back, and he's on his way back to Israel, and he's going to have to run into his brother Esau. He left the land of Israel because his brother... Esau wants to kill him because Jacob tricked Isaac to get the blessings that Esau had been after his whole life. So therefore, Esau is not a happy camper. So that we don't have to get too into, but the bottom line is Jacob is on his way back to Israel. He sends messengers, and he gets the message that your brother Esau is coming to meet you, and he's got a whole army. And Jacob's here with his family. Jacob says he's wealthy, he sends presents, livestock, and, and probably jewelry and slaves. And he, he prays to God for protection, and he divvies up the family. And again, this maybe we'll get to later. The night before he meets his brother, he's going to have a fight with an angel. We'll talk about that later. And since he defeats the angel, he decides he doesn't have to split up. He doesn't have to worry about his brother. He meets his brother. We now have these two forces we have Jacob, who officially represents spirituality, and that was part of the fight because the blessings are also um, physical money and plants and growth and livestock. Well, not livestock, but at least produce. And Esau is there with an army. So there's a, there was a rabbi who lived in Germany in the 1860s. His name was Rabbi Hirsch. So he says, looking at these two forces is really the historical lesson of what's happening. And that is, Esau is there with an army. He's politically powerful. He has an army behind him. He is that powerful political person that that's what life means to him. How much power do I have? How much, uh, how much wealth do I have? How, much, how many countries have I conquered? And then you have Jacob. What does Jacob have? His family. The only thing Jacob is worried about is my family. I have my family. They're who they're supposed to be. I raise them properly. They're moral. They're ethical. And this is the balance of, of what happens to the Jewish people throughout history, that we're concerned with our families. We, we try not to at least get involved in world politics. We're not so good at that. We shouldn't be so good at that. And you have Esau, or his brother Esau, who care, that's all he cares about. Is, uh, is world power. And that's and what's interesting is, at the end of the meeting, so Esau kisses his brother Jacob. Again, debatable what kind of kiss it was, but there are many who say it was a full-fledged, wholehearted kiss, I love you. And that's symbolic of what'll be at the end. The beginning, this is again the, the battle between these two forces, and at the end of the day, who wins? So the end of the day, 
the person taking care of his family, who raises a good family, so that powerful politician will recognize that it's the family man who won. That was a, an interesting thought. What does that do to your brain now that I've thrown that out? No, you? That, that makes a lot of sense, and especially uh, you know looking into the, the ways of, I guess, the world. I always, I always like to, to look at what they try to feed me on TV and in the media, and then I, gotta, I realized a long time ago I got to go find out myself. So, so the world, uh, so to speak, is more of what we're doing in here, having this conversation, and... You know that to me that gets back to is is you keep your intentions pure and you do do it right. My own my, my only question to you, uh, Svi, would be um, when Jacob uh, tricked Isaac for the blessing. Was it a pure intention? Like because if if uh, Esau would have got the blessing, then it, he would have been so much power hungry. It wouldn't have been a, a spirit. You know what I mean? Way so it really wasn't tricking him into it. It was the way that it was supposed to be because he was the family man and because his intentions of taking care of people instead of taking care of the power. Right. So it's more so on the blessing also too is that at the end of the day the true hearted man will win out if he takes care of the people that he loves around him so you said a very good word and we'll backtrack to get into that that piece of information uh, you said the word true now it happens to be that Jacob is known in Psalms it says that Jacob is the man of truth okay the only problem is that every time we run into him he tricked his father he has to trick his father-in-law the question is, what does truth but, mean? Now, that in itself is an interesting but question. But what does trick mean, too? What does trick mean? What does fool mean? So, so let's take each thing one at a time. But here's an interesting parable for truth, or an interesting story. So you're, I don't know, you're sitting on the corner somewhere, and you, you see, uh, we'll call him Joe. Joe's running down the street for his life, and Tony's running after him, and Tony has a gun, and Joe hangs a left. And Tony says, which way did he go? So if I say the real way he went, is that I, I'm being truthful. Right. But is that the answer I'm supposed to give? Right. And because in the situation, as we know, we don't know if maybe Tony's the Tony's the villain in the case with the gun and you're sending him after. Right. Right. You don't know the true story of why he's chasing him. So what should I do? What, what's what's the correct answer when he asks which way did he go? No English, huh? No English, <laughs> no English, right? <laughs> no, I did not. I did. I did, no, I did not mean that. That's the real answer. But uh, but you get the picture. The, the, I get the picture. That's the answer of somebody. But the, the, my point is being that's today's answer. Where uh, well, it's not my problem. I don't want him to get involved. Where the truth is. The truth is to tell him he went the other way. Right. That's the truth. In other words, what would God want me to answer? God wants me to answer he went the other way. Because God doesn't want one guy to kill the other guy. That's, right. that's simple. So when we say true, right? We, sometimes it, true does not auto, automatically mean black and white. Right. The same thing, um, I, I saw my kids in class today. I do not have to give all the information everybody every time somebody asks me a question. Right. When, yeah, you have with Abraham and, and, and Sarah, for example. So when the angels come and tell Abraham that in a year from now you're going to have a child with Sarah who's 89 years old at the time, 
So the verse says, Sarah laughs because she says to herself, Abraham is old, right? Wives never. Right? <laughs> so once I so that's funny. That's funny. But take, we have to take it a step further. God goes to Abraham and says to Abraham, "How come your wife says she's too old to have a child?" Now that's not true. That's not what she said. No, she really said Abraham is too old. Right. But again, the point was that God wants Abraham to tell Sarah, "You should be listening to these angels." Right. Do you have to say the part that she said Abraham's too old? No. So is God right. lying? Well, technically, it's not the exact it, it, truth. The whole truth. But but it's... It's a it, half truth. <laughs> it's not a half truth. This is what should be said. Sarah needs to know to listen to the angels. Abraham does not need to know that Sarah made fun of him. Right. So let it be that she made fun of herself. That's called true. Ah. Okay, so now... Now, now let's get back to where we find Jacob is tricking, quote unquote, his father and his father-in-law. So the story with tricking his father goes like this. There's two children here. There's, there's Jacob. He's sitting and studying all day long. He's very spiritual. You have Esau. He's a man of the world. He's a hunter. We obviously just talked about he's a, uh, he's a fighter. And, and Isaac has the power of blessings. So there's two blessings, and we know this really because uh, at the end of, of that Torah portion, after the fighting over the blessings, all of a sudden Isaac gives Jacob a whole new set of blessings that didn't exist before. And as Isaac looked at his two children and said, Jacob, he's holy, he's spiritual, I'm going to give him all the spiritual blessings because Esau has no use for them. And since I want Jacob to be studying and and being spiritual all day long, what does he need to work for? What does he need to be out there in the world for? Let his brother Esau take care of him. He'll have the money. He'll have the power. He'll have the spirituality. It'll be a great partnership. Rebecca, that's the mother of these two, of Esau and Jacob, she knew her son Esau good and well. She grew up in such a family. She said, Esau's going to get... The, 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 the physical world, he's going to get the power and the wealth. He will never, ever take care of his brother Jacob, and Jacob won't be able to survive because he has no source of income because he, he lost that blessing. So Rebecca goes to Jacob and says that you need to get these blessings. Jacob didn't want to go. Right. His father will catch him, he'll feel him, he'll call him a liar, he'll curse him out. So Jacob did not want to go. His mother said, you must go. Now, what's interesting is Jacob couldn't tell his father, I'm Jacob, because Isaac had already decided who gets which blessing. Right. So if he knows it's Jacob, he's not going to give him the blessing of wealth. Right. So he has to go in. He has to have like um, uh, goat skin because Asa was a hairy guy and, and Isaac is blind. Like God set up the whole thing. Right? God has Isaac being blind. Right. So Isaac can't tell who's walking in. Right. But Isaac's already decided which child gets which blessing. Right. So he, he can't know that it's Jacob. And then after Isaac figures out, Jacob comes in, he gets the blessing. Then Asaph comes in and he gets the blessing and, and he finds out he lost, right? He, yeah. He's too late right? Right. by right, right. You know, 10 minutes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? A little delayed. He's too late. Right? Missed the train. Be on time. So then Isaac says, 
he realized that Gad played a game with him the whole time. Right. This was a setup. So Isaac says, Jacob should keep the blessing. So again, when we're talking truth and, and trickery, this is but there's the lessons. So so a lot of the times what you say is is the true is usually there's a lesson in the true. It's it's usually like tied up and you have to unravel because there is some sort of lesson behind it. And the fact that Isaac realized what God was doing, so it has to have that trickle-down elder effect. But only after the fact. Only after, only the, fact. after the fact. But, but it had to be that way because... It, it, that to, to me that makes that makes a lot of sense of of the way and it's also too is there's always learning going on when there's these truths right there's oh. always and somebody's getting this answer and it's not it's God letting them find out that of his presence I guess more to, so to speak well that's everything and you also alluded to it earlier that part of our journey and we'll do more talking after the after the break, but part of a per, every person's journey is discovering and really opening our eyes along the way how God is taking care of us. There are people that have a, an interesting idea where they have a notebook, and at the end of every day, they have to write down one thing that happened that day. Some people do it as a thank you notebook. Some people try to do it as, did you see anything that God did for you today? And the more you open your eyes, the more you realize, well, I was here at this time. I wasn't supposed to be here. I was delayed. So this didn't happen. Or because I went to a different place, I met, I ran into a person that I needed to run into. And otherwise, I wouldn't have run into him. Our whole life gets revolved around that way. And here comes my music, which it. means we have flown through the first segment. We are having a blast here with Darren McCarty. You're listening to Rabbi Tzvi on Let's Talk Torah. Hold through the break. We got lots more to talk. We'll be right back. Hey, how are you? I'm Gerald Valley, and I want to invite you to listen, watch, share my new show, The Drop-In. It is going to cover skate, music, culture, actually all sports. I have some great guests lined up, and it's to inspire and motivate people to make the most of this life we have. Check out the inspiration, the stoke, and the life of The Drop-In with Gerald Valley. We're at C2E2 with the legendary Chris Claremont. Greetings, my fellow geeks. My name is Jordan Trevilian, and this is Get It to the Geeks. We are here with David Yost, the original Blue Power Ranger. Nobody right. promised you when you bought the thing on PS4 that you could play it on Switch. Well, your, your excuse is garbage. I'm going to pull out my crossbow. All right, sweet chainmail armor. Let's see what you got. Welcome back to Pop That Culture. That's the horror movie. <laughs> Bury the phone in the fat cemetery. It's got a cord. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to the drop-in today. Then you get off your couch and you make life happen. 
Hello, folks. Welcome to the Greg Russell Movie Show. When I have a couple cocktails, everything's funnier. <laughs> I still just love that line. Yeah. Producer, director, how did this whole thing come about for you? And we're back. And I am still joined by Darren McCarty. So obviously, I haven't said anything insulting yet. We must be having a grand time. We absolutely are. Knowledge. I'm, I'm gaining knowledge and, and learning about the Torah, and it's phenomenal. Well, now, so listen to this one. I think you'll appreciate it, and that'll get us into your trip to Israel and some other stuff, and I think you'll really appreciate it. And that in last week's Torah portion, um, it talks about Jacob that he's traveling, so we're going a little backwards in history, when he left the land of Israel to go get married, to go uh, to meet his new father-in-law. So he stops off by the Temple Mount. It wasn't the Temple Mount then, but it would be in the future the Temple Mount, and he goes to sleep, and he has a dream of this ladder. And the ladder, um, it's debatable exactly where the top and the bottom were, but the bottom line is that the top of the ladder is in heaven, and the middle of the ladder is over Jerusalem. And the bottom of the ladder is somewhere south in Israel. And Jacob understands that this ladder represents where our prayers start, and our prayers start down here, and our prayers go up to heaven, up to God. That Jacob understands. The question is, we all look at Jerusalem as the place, right? That's the Temple Mount. That's the Temple. They brought sacrifices, prayer. People go to the Western Wall and they pray, which we'll talk about. You were there. Why is that the middle of the ladder? That shouldn't be the middle of the ladder. The middle of the ladder shouldn't be over Jerusalem. The foot of the ladder should be over Jerusalem because that's where we start. And we got to get it all the way up to heaven. So why is the middle of the ladder over Jerusalem? That's why I usually ask uh, rhetorical questions. Unless you want to take a stab at it. No, I mean, uh, I'm not even going to take a stab at it. No stabs. No stabs. So I saw something very interesting. The middle of the ladder represents our spiritual journey. As everybody starts out, something could, could wake him up, and he wants to be better, and he wants to pray, or he wants to study, or he wants to be spiritual. Something can happen to a person where they, they just they explode, and they start on their journey. But the start is nice. Start is good. Start is important. But the start itself is not where the staying power is. Right. The staying power for the person to grow spiritually is the journey. That means the most important part of our life is the journey. If the most important part of our life is the journey, that's why it's right over Jerusalem. Because uh, Jerusalem is, is that spiritual journey. Absolutely. And that, 100%. See, and that, okay, and we can talk, we'll, we'll go through, we'll jump through a few things. But you were recently in Israel. Why were you in Israel? I was over in Israel. There's a uh, Russian Five documentary, uh, which is documents uh, how the five Russian hockey players, n known as the Russian Five, uh, came to Detroit. And uh, I was very fortunate enough to not only uh, play with the hockey players but the men themselves and we were able to win a couple cups through the adversity of that and it's so well documented because to me the like you said hockey's the subject but it's about life and it's about the communist wall and it's about the defection and and you know really the real life stuff happening and and then 
you know, you understand that the, the, the wall coming down, the Western Wall, and the communism falling, that'll never happen again. So I was over there doing that and promoting hockey. They built a new hockey rink in the middle of uh, Israel. And, uh, in the <clears> desert. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. It was uh, we stayed in the Tel Aviv area. It was probably like 20 minutes from there, half an hour. But uh, it really opened my eyes to the fact that uh, the different, you know, generations and kids, but the, the excitement of the game. And so, if I can help uh, promote uh, hockey in the country to to enjoy it, and and it's not about becoming a professional hockey player. It's about Finding a game that you can enjoy and you can play through your lifetime, so uh, and and understanding what it's about. So I'm excited to, to do that. But in being there, I got to do the Dead Sea and got to go walk around Jerusalem. I actually got a tattoo in the old city. Got to go to the Western Wall and um, you know ex- experience the culture. And it was just it was awesome. It was it was something that like i said to you before is that when the, the eyes of of god are over israel that's 100% true you feel it when you're there so you so you went to visit uh, we talked about it at length yeah. you went to see the western wall again the western wall is that outside boundary wall is the only wall left standing after the destruction of the second temple so you were there you see the people come there are times where that area is packed there could be 100,000 people there, in that there area. was probably and I'm going to say there was a good couple thousand, but it, you know, and, and for all the people there and it's got this, this buzz about it, but the, the, the energy is something that isn't anywhere else that I've found. And then the minute you get to the wall, it's just you, you and, you know, your higher power, whoever it may be, but as busy as it is. It's really not, if that makes sense. It's a controlled chaos in the most beautiful way. It's like a, it's like watching a ballet, you know, it's, or a figure skating at the top level where they're dancing around on blades and doing spins and making it look just effortless. That's the sort of in the prayer moment, no matter what denomination you were, you got that feeling of that respect. Everybody was there for the same purpose. Yeah, certainly everybody there is the same purpose with allows you and we're all doing the same thing yeah and I'm, I'm doing my even though there there many of them will be praying in groups right but at the end of the day it's me and God yeah so it's me and God I can be private I can talk so here's an interesting um, again a parable for you um, a boy comes and asks his teacher he says I went to the to the Western Wall it was so noisy and so many different dialects and so many different accents and it, it was so confusing like what gives? So his teacher said, you're standing in the wrong place. So he brings him not in the middle where everybody's standing. He brings him back to a hill and says, now watch. And he says, actually use the word you used. He says, it's like a symphony. If you're in, you know, next to the drums or next yeah. to, to somebody banging a cymbal, so every time you're trying to listen to this flutist who all of a sudden is making noise or this violinist, very confusing. You, you got to step back. Yeah. And you got to say, there is a symphony going on. There's all kinds of people here. And they're all playing their instrument. And you're right. If you're in the middle of it, it's chaos. But as soon as you step back, you say it's it's amazing. It is amazing. I mean, I, I'll always remember. I always, you know, have these 
different images uh, burned in my brain. But when you walk to the top and there's a set of steps before you walk down as you enter the, the courtyard or the atrium or whatever, and you can really feel that symphony right there, it, that, that's a great description. That's what it would absolutely be. Amazing. So now that's, I don't think that's where your journey has begun, but we did talk. I imagine most people probably know, you know, nowadays with with the news, there's not too many things that people like yourselves keep that secret. Right. (laughs) Which is a pretty horrible way to have to, you know, move along because you become an open book. But you know what, though, Svi, uh, is, is in saying that, that's the blessing that, that I've been given, is the fact that I have uh, the highs and lows have been public, so it's forced me to face them. And I've always, you know, man, been a man about them. Um, you know, I take responsibility for everything I've done and try to be a better person along the way and try to show that example. So that's... You know, it's the blessing in disguise a lot along the way that uh, I realize that the, not only am I still alive, um, but the journey that I'm on, I, I know that I'm on the journey that was, I believe, that was chosen for me. The, the biggest thing that I learned coming back, it wasn't so necessarily where do I need to go or what do I need to do? Like when I was a kid, I want to be this and I want to be that. It's, I absolutely know what I don't want. And that's even more powerful knowing what you don't want, what you don't want to be around, who you don't want to be. When you realize that, then that just opens up so much more for you to experience and find out, oh, I didn't know, but I like that. Or I didn't like that, but I tried it. And, And to me, that's what life's about. So what didn't it was okay? So you're a hockey player. Yep. Then uh, I'm sure there's a lot of pain and painkiller pills. And, oh yeah. Yep. And getting and I mean you guys play through pain and and uh, whatever it is the whatever people that need nowadays whether it's alcohol or opioids just yep. to get them to the next day. Um, is that some of the first of all? Is that some of the stuff you're referring to? Yeah. The bad times, the bad people. That was what was that? Yeah, no, no. Uh, you know, I'm an alcoholic, and it's one of those things that growing up. And I'm 47 years old, so um, I grew up where you know nothing was accepted, but alcohol was at a young age. And um, when you're an alcoholic, and you real. You don't realize that, and and you know from education, being running the family, being a disease, and it's taken a lot of ups and downs and different times sober to to get it. But the one thing that I realize in all my journey is that the relationship that I have spiritually with the Lord has always been there. And he's always been there. And, and it's one of those things that some of us get it uh, later than sooner. Um, I'm just grateful to have gotten it. And now my goal is just to be able to be open and honest about you know, where I've been, I, I always call it enjoying my truth because that's, it's the way I seen it. It's what I've, I've been through. And if I can help younger people or people my age or older people, it doesn't matter who it is. If I can help fellow human beings get through this life and, and know that they're not alone. That's the big thing. We're not alone. And, and you mentioned it, you know, last week about, about how you were telling me as a as a Jewish person you play you pray three times a day and and usually in group and in the best possible scenarios in synagogue because it's a more of a group because it's not necessarily if you're on your spiritual game that day it's just the, the group brings in more God and it you can 
if you're having a bad day, you can be drawn into it. You know, with that point is is the fact that we're all, that just tells me that's not about what religion you are. That's for everybody else. Is that we're all in this together. So, um, you know, it's the simple things in these conversations that that you and I have where you make it. Um, a lot of things that I don't understand why they are, but when I hear it and I and I can say, oh, well, that's just the way it is, because I trust myself and I trust my experiences. And then, you know, I trust God that when he puts me around the people nowadays that I don't have the people around me that that don't have my intentions. You know, I have this saying, I'm, you could ask me, what do you mean by that all day long? And I'll sit here and I'll answer all day long. The minute you want to argue, I'm not your guy. We're, you know, just moving along because th- that's not where we're at. I mean, what I really want to find out, and I'm going to, we're going to get into it after the break because we're up against it, but I really want to know how you knew that God was with you. How do you know which people you got to get away from? How did you know that you could break away from all the things you struggled with? Because that's the journey a lot of people go through. And you're listening to Rabbi Tzvi. We're joined by Darren McCarty, and we're going to be right back. Do you want to see things like this? Did you just say you died? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, technically. Or maybe even something like this. We'll do nothing but destroy your corpses and burn them all for my dogs. Your dogs are gone. And sometimes, a little of this. We need to have a talk. (laughs) I take my axe and I smash it. No! (laughs) And check out Podquesters, the show where we tackle ghoulish goblins, fiendish foes, and dangerous tricks. Oh, like the singer? No, the dragon creature. Oh. Anyways, Podquesters, Fridays, only on NewRadioMedia.com. Welcome back to Who's Got Chutzpah. I'm your host, Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson. And are you ready? Uh, Andy, what holiday is this associated with? Oh, boy. Uh, uh. Sukkot? I'm sorry, that's not the answer we were looking for. Whitney, for the win, can you tell us which holiday is this? I know, Shavuot. No, I'm sorry. I've got the answer. Ta-da! What? My show, Let's Talk Torah, where we talk Torah, holidays, faith, and all the things that help us live our life. That's Let's Talk Torah, Thursdays at 3 p.m. That's pretty good. Times we see a guy running down to first base and it's, it turns into a hobble. Get yeah. umped. I mean, that's the, getting umped. <laughs> that, that can't be the same guy. Can't be the same guy. Why are we here? What makes a person truly good? For those answers, you're going to have to take a philosophy class. But if you're more interested in who would win in a fight between R2-D2 and a Dalek, watch Get It to the Geeks. And we're back, and we're getting to the meat and potatoes of who is Darren McCarty. I don't know if everybody's noticed, he hasn't been talking too much about being a celebrity hockey player. He certainly doesn't have the airs that some of those people walk around with, that they're better than everybody else. He's a regular, down-to-earth, such a nice person who's grown 
amazing, which is really what I want to talk about. So you touched on a few points. I'm not sure if there's if it's a one-part question, a three-part question. We'll take it slow. So one of the things you said that helped you get out from yeah. all your struggles was recognizing you were not alone. Absolutely. How did you know? You know, uh, uh, first of all, it, it doesn't matter if you're talking about, you know, substance abuse or you're talking about depression or, you know, so it doesn't, it's anything that's bothering you, it's that self-awareness and being honest with, with yourself that you want to change, you know, it's and you're doing it for yourself. You know, you mentioned something or asked me about my relationship or my faith, how did I know? And it was always one of those things that, that you know, I wasn't the most talented, uh, but I was the hardest working. And... I wasn't afraid. I always, you know, I always remember having this conversation, uh, you know, with God all along is is that I was going to become a hockey player. I was like the focus. My relationship with him growing up was was the help to get me to where I had been. Now I realize it was sort of he was going to allow me to do what I wanted to do and to get the credentials and the experience and stuff. But the fact is that that was so that I always knew he was there, right? So I've never had that spirituality problem with God in my life. It's uh, the understanding of more so who I was. So in fast-forwarding, after having um, different stints of sobriety and success and up and down, but uh, going to rehab four times, and it was, I always had a date, right? So it was always that I was never 100% convinced or whatever until the fact that I knew that it, I didn't the person that I was wasn't the person I wanted to be and and frankly it came to a point that I was going to die you know, physical physical health was as bad that I had to make a decision now I was lucky that I had people in my life that could turn my education and and my recovery um which helped me with the physical addiction of opiates and alcohol through cannabis but the only reason I was able to make that step uh, was because spiritually, mentally, I was ready. So physically, that took care of the body. And then once I was done with that, then I could go on my journey. So the fact that I knew God was always there, or the, the faith of the relationship, but then it made me want to nurture it and to pay more attention and be a better person and, you know, just uh, surround myself with people with that are pure intentions and it doesn't matter to me who you are or what you've been or your stats it's it's who you are as a person and uh you know i have this one thing it's called uh everybody's along to belong to my group that's called the lwl live with live without labels the only one rule is you can't be a douche (laughs) <laughs> and that's the only rule, and then that's the the only the only rule in life. So, I think it's just been the journey that I'm on. But to say and and to say to go to Israel for the first time and and to experience the Holy Land and and where I'm at, it was just one of those things that it felt like I got called home for like a, a reboot, <laughs> you know, like and and just for one of these things to start the conversation. So that now when I came back, you and I are having conversations and and this is the second one in in the weeks where I you let me know why 
I've thought different things, and it's matter-of-factly. So I think that in my journey, it's just, again, uh, I'm absorbing a lot of information right now, and it's explaining a lot of things of why I felt certain ways or why I've had a different relationship throughout my life and why I've been successful at different times, right? There's only, you get to, you know, I'm one of the people that, you know, to have four Stanley Cups and to play at the highest league and, and to accomplish that, you know, as accomplishments, that's great. Again, those are what we did. And like, as you said earlier, you, you can decide to do a lot of things in life. Now we're moving it on and we're, we're we've jo- I've joined the NRM Streamcast family with, with yourself and that's where the journey leads and this is the team that I'm with now. So it's all about, to me, I realized early on, it's not about me. It never is about me. It's about the group. And when I'm a, surrounded by a great team, great things happen. I've proven that. So, but but I'm a cog in the wheel, right? And we make the engine go. So I, I guess that's if that answers. I think that pretty much uh, brings it home. I, I'm I'm curious, but it almost sounds like you had that figured out. Also, there's all kinds of people that attach to our lives, yeah. and they they they. Sometimes they give us, I know you like to add energy. Sometimes these people give us energy. Sometimes they build us. And sometimes they just zap away all our energy. But the problem is, it's like that story with the frog in the, in the, in the frying pan or in the, in the soup. The frog does not realize he's being boiled to death. And he doesn't know to jump out. It's, it's just, it's getting all soaked out of him. So how did you know... Which were the people in your life that were soaking all your energy out, and which were the people that were giving you the positive energy that you needed? Well, if if the, the honesty of of self awareness is because you attract what you reflect, and when you're not a hundred percent in who you want, and for me, I when I'm in my addiction or when I'm not into being 100% who Darren McCarty the person is, then I have creaks in my armor and I allow different people and because my intentions aren't pure. You know, so the only time those people get in is when I'm not paying attention or I'm off track to my my purpose. When I'm on, when I'm doing who I want, when I'm doing what I need to be doing and I'm doing the proper things and my intentions are pure, if mistakes are made or somebody comes along, well, I have other people around me that are there to point them out that I know have Darren McCarty, the person's. Uh, in mind, it's 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 a learned thing, you know. I mean, it's 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 the fact that I'm 47 years old. It's factors I've been retired 10 years. It's the fact I've been sober four years. I know what I want, and that's the one thing. It comes back to what is your part. I tell everybody, look at your part. All you can do is your part to the best of your ability. And when you've done that, if nothing's changed, then don't worry about it because you have no control. Worry about what you can control. It's amazing, and I. I, I talk to people about this all the time when I ask the question, and people tell me all the time, I say, how do you know that's what God wants you to do? So to say, well, my heart tells me. Okay, that seems to be a pretty good answer. The only problem is <laughs> that if your heart isn't programmed properly, how are you supposed to right. know if you're getting it right? It, it's really not so simple. So you have to find first those people in life that you know, okay, that's the direction I want to be going. So I need to hang out with that person. And then I have to be honest enough with myself that when that person says, this guy you got to get rid of, or this is a bad situation, you got to be able to trust somebody else yeah. over yourself. That's a real, that's a real growth. 
And again, it goes back to uh, to Jacob and family, right? So as far as the trust and as far as where if you've instilled your heart virtue to your family that you know along along the lines, that makes it deeper than any slave person you can control, employee, whatever. You know, for our success, and it goes back to the, if people want to watch the Russian Five documentary, it's out everywhere. But if you look at the success of the Detroit Red Wings and why we won championships and why we're as close is because we're as close as a family without being blood relatives. And we came from all corners of the earth. Different languages, different races, religions, and stuff, and we are able to figure it out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> We're a coach. I would not go into the latest news. We don't follow the news that much, but certain things pop up, but we're not going that way. But um, we did mention before, we're talking about, you know, finding that mentor, finding that person you can trust. So we had a conversation at the beginning of the show that. That there's a, a, a that Jacob is referred to as a zucane, as an as the as our father, the old man, and we said in in America, that connotation of old man doesn't go over very well. While I teach my class, I have to spend a lot of time making sure it's very clear that zucane, which also means an old person, is a sign of respect because that's the person I want. Okay, you said you're 47. 47 is a you know, we're moving along in life. We're not old yet, no. right? Not at all. But we got to find those people who have lots more life experience that are older. Let it be parents. Let it be rabbis. Let it be uh, pastor. It doesn't matter who or what that person is. But to, but to find that person who's been through life and you respect that person, say, okay, he knows where the arrow is supposed to be facing and let him tell me where I'm supposed to be going. And just we're certainly when we're younger— where we're so convinced, you know, those are the jokes kids hang up in the fridge. When I was 18, my parents were so dumb. It's amazing how much they learned in two years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so I, I gotta, this says if we get there, one, I, I know the answer, but I have to ask it anyways. So we're talking about life as a journey, right? We all have a journey to go through life. And some of us have more lows and more highs, and some of us, it's a little smoother. The sea is not so rough. So just where you're standing today, do you think it was better that there were the highs and the lows because of what it's made you so far, or you would have been better off just smooth sailing? No, it's for the way that I'm an Aries. I'm, uh, my birthday is April Fool's Day, so that's April 1, which makes me in the Zodiac sign one of the strongest, you know, so I had to go through the ups and downs, but right? But the whole thing is that it, it is what you figure out when you stay alive, is nowadays, right? Nowadays, I had to go through the ups and downs to realize that I didn't need as much I didn't need the high even I don't even need today the highest of highs right out of the lowest of lows now if I'm going to give people advice the object is to stay out of the the lows right so you can go to all the highs you want but it's about balance you know to me it's about balance and it goes to you said the respect but it's also surrounding yourself when you know that because you have people around you that are about you, you as the person that they care about you that at the end of the day so their motives aren't they don't have interior motives and they don't have you know I always say follow the money because if you want to know follow, just follow the money and then you see who's you know in control of different things so it's about that respect and, and being able to 
it's you're a human being, right? We're supposed to um, learn from our mistakes, and and the thing is, is that. I'm all about make people making mistakes if their intentions are pure. Just don't make them again. I learned that from Scotty Bowman, the greatest coach. Take care of the little things. The big things will take care of themselves. So today, I like the more smooth sailing. I'm on a sailboat right now other than uh, one of those uh, rides at Cedar Point. Yeah, I'm not so into it. My kids nah. can go on the roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. I, I would much rather watch. No, they. me too. Much rather watch. Me too. But that's just, you know, and again... It, it's knowing what you want. When I always say the destination's an oasis, because I figured out that you're a human being and, and you always want more. So if you win, I wanted to always be in NHL, then I always wanted to win a cup, then I wanted to win two. You know, it goes like that. So the thing is, is that you set the goals, but it's more about enjoying the scenery along the journey instead of just being a race to get where you think you're going because you're going to want to go somewhere else. Trust me. Yeah, that's always part of it that we always want to, you know, enjoy the trip, right? The destination is where we're heading, but you got to enjoy the trip. And our trip today is getting close to the end. We're going to have one more quick segment. We're going to certainly have to talk about what Darren's going to be doing for NRM Streamcast. You're listening to Drive by Tsui on Let's Talk Tour, and we're going to be right back. Welcome back to Pop That Culture. That's a horror movie. <laughs> Bury the phone in the fat cemetery. It's got a cord. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to the drop-in today. Then you get off your couch and you make life happen. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Greg Russell Movie Show. When I have a couple cocktails, everything's funnier. <laughs> I still just love that line. Yeah. Producer, director, how did this whole thing come about for you? Times we see a guy running down to first base and it's, it turns into a hobble. Get yeah. Umped. I mean, that's the <laughs> getting umped. <laughs> that, that can't be the same guy. Can't be the same guy. I'm Gerald Valley, and I want to invite you to listen, watch, share my new show, The Drop-In. It is going to cover skate, music, culture, actually all sports. I have some great guests lined up, and it's to inspire and motivate people to make the most of this life we have. Check out the inspiration, the stoke, and the life of The Drop-In with Gerald Valley. And we're back. And Darren likes my music. I do. I really do. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you a Jewish music tape. Get I, some I love Jewish it. Jewish music. You're gonna see it on Grind Time for sure. That's what we're gonna see. We're gonna talk about that momentarily. But as always, at the at the last segment, we like to have our word of the week, our letter of the week. So this week. If my poster is behind me, it is right behind me on my right shoulder. Darren is looking at it right now. Oh, yeah. What we're is that? To, yeah, we're up to the fifth letter in the Hebrew alphabet. It is the letter Hey. We talk about learning the Hebrew language. Yep. I told you, it's a, it's a lot to learn the language. Um, it's actually, there's 
two pieces to the letter. There's almost like a um, like the 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 right angle of the square, and then you have a little leg in inside of it. It's called a hey. The the letter makes just the, almost like an H. It's an H sound. It's a very smooth, simple, almost like the easiest letter to pronounce, um, which the commentaries say God created the world with that letter, whatever that means. Um, its numerical value is five. Every letter in the Hebrew alphabet has a numerical value, and it's used for different stuff, which is a, another day's conversation. My word this week is halach. Halach means to go. It really means the trip or the journey. And since that's what we've been discussing this whole time, having such a good time discussing the journey, so um, so that's my word of the week. Our word of the week is halach, it means to go. That's our letter. It's our fifth letter. And we've gone through the alphabet a couple of times, and we have a good time going through it every time as we move along. So if you want to learn Hebrew, I've started your journey to learning the, the Hebrew alphabet. you got to start somewhere. Halach, halach. Very good. See, I told you a Hebrew word. Very good. Yeah, very good. So, a lot of things we have to get through in our last couple of minutes, but uh, it would be remiss of me not to make sure the world knows um, that, as you said before, Darren, that you are joining the NRM Streamcast team. Yes. So, what is your show? What's it called? What's it all about? What are we in for? Well, we're in for a lot of stuff, but uh, so proud to uh, bring Grind Time with Darren McCarty uh, over to the NRM Streamcast. We'll be debuting January 7th. We'll be shooting... Live shows uh, every Tuesday at 6.30, which uh, enables everything to be out for Wednesday. What it, It's about um, pretty much about life, and it's about what I, what I like, people, people, places, things. I talk about a lot of things, but uh, a lot of things, um, it's about embracing change and, and looking in the mirror, and uh, no matter how many times you fall down, you got to get back up. So it's, a, it's pretty much life from my eyes you know every, everywhere else I got to talk about uh, you know sports and different things that, that and learn other people's things which I enjoy um, and grind time with Darren McCarty you get to see what I enjoy so January 7th will be debuting and I'll be around here doing a lot of stuff cool that will be fun and of course everything's in the archives so if you can't manage to, uh, Tuesday at 6.30 on the grind time just go to the archives we have it's so much there. stuff so much stuff out there for you you don't even need to catch it on the day on the time but uh, the fact we'll be doing it here I'm going to have to work on uh, I'm going to have to do the alphabet I'll have to do the DMAC alphabet is that the American alphabet? It's a combination. It's a combination. It's okay. co- come American. Okay, fine. Well, yeah, you Canadians. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay, fine. But we love Canadians. We are here in Detroit. We're in the only place that's north of the border of that's Canada. That's it. I live, in, I live south of you. I grew up south of you in Leamington. South. Oh, Leamington is south of you? Yeah. It's I know Leamington. southernmost point of Canada, yeah. Oh, because I know we drive through. You drive through Canada from here. It's just fields and fields. And they do such a cute thing. You drive down the highway, and they tell you how many people live in each yeah. city. Yeah. That's like, a, you know, so you know you're not. Population. Like, you're not like in the middle of nowhere, but you do feel when <laughs> you're on the It's because it looks like it. They want you to know there's humans around. <laughs> there are people here. Yeah, you go to Toronto and stuff. But anyways, okay, good. So with that, I will take advantage. Um, i give you a minute. What would you like to leave my audience or the world with 
What does Darren McCarty want to, what's his message to leave us with? My message to leave everybody with is that, uh, you know what, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you can change. It starts within. Uh, look in that mirror and quit lying to him. It took to me to uh, tell that guy that it, that I said, I didn't want to deal with you. And he said, I hope you're alive when you come back. And then that started the conversation. Uh, other than that, uh, get out of yourself, um, outside yourself uh, to give back is, is a true power of of the lord and uh, always be open always be open don't necessarily uh, believe everything you hear but uh, you have to incorporate uh, conversation with all different types of people in this world because it is a great place the world is a great place and look here we are having a conversation did you ever you know I, I, I took that as a compliment Absolutely. when last week you said that I'll be your rabbi. That's it. Ever imagine, not now, but I don't know, can you imagine 20 years ago that you're going to be sitting down and having a, a, a an even conversation with a rabbi, if you even knew what a rabbi was? I did, I did, and uh, it's not that I have the conversation, it's that the rabbi would have a conversation with me. That's, ah. <laughs> that's the difference. So that's what shows me where I've come. See, we all travel. <laughs> Amazing. It. So the end of each show, I find stories, parables, a lesson, something in life that, because people learn better from stories. So I recently read the following story. So there was a nursing class, beginning of their nursing school year, and the, the professor gives them a pop quiz. And many times these uh, people want to go to nursing school. They're, they're certainly intelligent. They've been in college already a bunch of years. And, and she's breezing through the quiz. Breezing, she said, this is going to be easy, no problem. She gets to the last question. And the last question is, what is the name of the cleaning lady? She says, the name of the cleaning lady? Well, I know she has brown hair, and I know she wears that blue smock, um, and I wave at her every day. Her name? This must be a joke. She raised her hand. Um, the last question? Yeah, yeah, got to answer the question. She's thinking. She, she has no idea. Meanwhile, another student raises their hand and says, um, does this last question count towards our mark? And the professor says, not only does it count towards your mark, it's probably the most important question on the test. Now she's panicking. Panicking. Hands on her paper. She says to the professor, could you please tell me, why is this important? So he says to her, he says, you know, you're going to meet a lot of people in your life. You're a nurse. You're in a hospital. There's people coming, people going from all walks of life, all kinds of people. And you need to know that you have to respect every single one of them. And the proper respect, even for that cleaning lady, would be if you know what her name was. And the, the student says, you can be sure I walked out of class. My first question is, what is your name? And here comes my music. Darren, I can't thank you enough for coming. We had a great time. I have to thank our sponsor listeners. You know, I couldn't do without you. Thank you to my wonderful production team. We have Behind the Glass, Angel, Stephen, Cole. I hope I've left you with some food for thought. Until next week, I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah on NRM Streamcast. And until next week, don't forget to think about it. Mom.